Cobb County School District is one of the largest districts in the country. With over 16 competing high schools and a deep pool of talent in every sport, this is the Cobb Sports Podcast. Let's dig in. As we reclassify uh, our schools, we should be taking geography as the number one thing to try to make sure that we reduce travel. And at the same time, one thing that we don't need to forget is less travel means more time in class. And, and you know, as a former educator, I know kids learn more when they're in class. And, you know, we want to do everything we can do to keep them in that classroom and not have to have so many early sign out so that they can go participate in an athletic event. That was GHSA Executive Director Robin Hines speaking about a key consideration of reclassification around the state. This happens every two years, and next school year will be quite different for many Cobb schools. GHSA has gotten rid of 7A, making 6A the highest classification in the state. 11 Cobb high schools will be in the new 6A, and those schools are Campbell, Harrison, Hillgrove, Kennesaw Mountain, McEachern, North Cobb, Osborne, Pebblebrook, South Cobb, Walton, and Wheeler. The new 5A will include four Cobb schools, which are Altoona, Lassiter, Pope, and Sprayberry. Kell will be the only Cobb school in the new 4A starting in 2024. Of course, it remains to be seen how this will affect scheduling and how the regions will be set up and really a whole host of of other things. So stay tuned to the Cobb Sports Podcast for future developments as this reclassification starts to take shape and what it will mean for Cobb teams. Football's regular season comes to an end tomorrow with several important games that will determine who's in and who's out of the playoffs. In 6A, Altoona heads to River Ridge to fight for the fourth playoff spot in Region 6, and Pope and Sprayberry square off for the fourth spot in Region 7. Kell and McEachern have already clinched the top spot in their respective regions, Region 6 and 5A for the Longhorns, and Region 3 and 7A for the Indians. Another interesting game with a region championship on the line is Walton at Wheeler. The winner of this game will take the top spot in Region 5 in 7A. There is a lot at stake in this final week of regular games, and we're looking forward to see how it all shakes out and what the first round of the playoffs will look like next week. In volleyball, we have a Cobb versus Cobb matchup for the state title in 7A. North Cobb continues its amazing season and will face the ladies at Walton in the title match. It will be the third time these region rivals have met on the court this season. In September, the Warriors won the first matchup, and the Raiders won the second match in October. With a new month for the third and final match, we can be assured that it will be a competitive final on Saturday at Lake Point at 4 p.m. Immediately following that match at 6.30, the Pope Ladies will play Alpharetta for the 6A championship. This match also features teams in the same region that have already played twice this season. Alpharetta won the first one in September, and Pope won the second in mid-October. Much like the 7A title match, these two teams are very familiar with each other and are very skilled all over the court. We know that a Cobb team will be the 7A champ, whether it's North Cobb or Walton, and Pope needs your cheers and support to become back-to-back state champs. It will be an exciting Saturday of championship volleyball at Lake Point, so make plans to be there or watch it on the NFHS Network. Cross Country runs its state finals at Carrollton this weekend as well. 5A boys get things started on Friday morning, and the meet will end mid-afternoon on Saturday with the 6A girls race. 
Cross country is big this week because both athletes of the week are cross country runners. Molly Hensel from Altoona and Jalen Irby from Pebblebrook. Both of them will be running their final race of the season at Carrollton, along with many other runners from Cobb schools. Keep your eye on the prize and get ready to take your marks, Cobb cross country runners. Best of luck to all of you. One fall sport has already officially finished, and that's fast pitch softball. The Pope Greyhound ladies made the deepest run of any team in the district, winning their way to the championship game in the 6A final in Columbus. Unfortunately, they weren't able to win against a very talented Nuna team, and their bid for a second state title in a row fell short. It was a great season, Pope Fast Pitch, even though it didn't turn out as you hoped. You'll get them next year. If it seems like Pope has been mentioned a lot in this episode, you're not wrong. The Greyhounds are nearly always in contention when it comes to nearly every sport. And that's no accident, as Pope Athletic Director Josh Matthews makes clear on this week's AD interview. In addition to running the athletics program at Pope, AD Matthews also knows a thing or two about podcasting. He and District AD Don Baker have a podcast of their own, as you'll hear AD Matthews mention among many other great insights into what makes Pope such an elite location for athletics and academics. Here's my conversation with Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews, Athletic Director at Pope High School. This is my 12th year as athletic director of Pope. Uh, it's a great place. Love the community. Live, work, and play in the community. So love being love being a Pope Greyhound. Uh, I am a baseball guy, as we just mentioned. I played high school college baseball. Played at Shorter College in Rome, Georgia. Uh, one of the cool things there, not only did I play baseball there, I was on work study to help pay some bills, but I learned a lot about uh, what I do as an athletic director, other sports, how to run an athletic department, from the athletic director there, who was also the baseball coach. So did some activities on work study that helped, that still helped me do my job today. And you're also a podcast host yourself. So yes, sir. In uh, the, the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, uh, Don Baker, our county athletic director, and myself uh, kind of had an idea to uh, do a podcast together. Uh, we call it Hanging with the ADs. And uh, we interview leadership experts in, in the athletic administration field or industry and uh, we've been blessed to have some great guests to uh, give us a lot of wisdom, leadership, wisdom, uh, professional de- development for us and for our colleagues across the country. It's a lot easier being on that side of the mic. So I don't know. This uh, Hopefully this won't bring the ratings down. Not at all. I know we had some uh, really excitement uh, happen this past weekend with softball. And then there's there's uh, potentially some really good stuff happening this weekend with volleyball, with football, with with. Uh, in fact, you tell me, what's what's some of the good stuff going on here at Pope right now with fall sports? Well, yes, sir. As I said, Pope's a great place, and we're just um, thrilled that the excellence continues into this school year. I mean, we've been blessed. Uh, I've been blessed in the, in the 12 years I've been here just to watch some amazing coaches and, and players, athletes, compete and excel, um, and that's continued this fall. So our football team uh, started off slow as far as the record uh, stated, but really, we saw a lot of improvement with new coach Sean O'Sullivan on staff. Our competition level had really increased in the last two weeks. We've seen that. Uh, we've won two in a row over Laster and Johns Creek, and that set us up for a uh, week 10 or last week of the year showdown with Sprayberry to uh, get in a playoff spot. Uh, so our playoffs really started two weeks ago, and they continue this week. So we look forward to a fun atmosphere here on Friday night when the Yellow Jackets come over to play. Uh, play the Greyhounds in a playoff game. Um, and then uh, softball team, uh, for the 11th time in the last 12 years, made it to Columbus, which is the final eight. And um, got off to a slow start, got beat one to nothing, uh, excuse me, three to nothing the first day. 
won four in a row to set themselves up for uh, a championship. And unfortunately, ran into a real, really, really good Noonan pitcher, and they beat us one to nothing on Saturday. So finished second, fifth time in six years that we've been in a championship series. Uh, so the softball team is really rolling well. Coach Velan inherited a great program and is really uh, taking it, uh, kept the train on the tracks, right? So uh, she's done a great job there. Volleyball team continues to excel, defending state champions as well. So was softball. So they finished first last year, second this year. Uh, saw the volleyball team uh, state champions last year, and they are they put themselves back in the state championship game uh, this coming weekend. Uh, we went down last week, went to Marist on Tuesday in the quarterfinals and beat a good Marist team and then had to beat region rival Blessed Trinity in the semifinals. Had a really good day Saturday. Our girls just uh, really, really excelled, and it was fun to watch them play. So we ho uh, we'll, we'll travel up to Lake Point on Saturday, this coming Saturday, 6.30 in the 6A championship game, and play another region foe in Alpharetta. Uh, they beat us early in the year, three sets to zero. We beat them in the region championship three to one. So it's kind of the rubber match here in the state championship. All right, then you also mentioned uh, before we started recording cross-country finals, that, and, and they always run that in Carrollton. What runners do you have in, in contention there for that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so uh, we had a good, good day at the region uh, championship on last Tuesday. Uh, Josie Hutchison, a, a sophomore girl, um, dominated the last mile. She was neck and neck and dominated the last mile and ran, uh, I think, about 18-18 in the girls to win the region championship in the girls' uh, division. Uh, girls finished second overall, so the whole team will go and compete at Carrollton. And then Dermot Maloney, a, a junior uh, male runner, he did the exact same thing. Just uh, It was almost the same race that Josie ran that last mile. He dominated and won the region for the boys. Boys finished third, so they compete in the state as well. And those 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 um, those runs are Saturday at Carrollton Elementary. Great course. It's a, it's a great state championship venue that they've uh, – They've had there for years now, the GHSA hosted out there. And uh, so we look forward to both our teams competing at 2. Uh, the boys compete at 2. The girls compete at 2.45 on Saturday afternoon. And then I must say our competition cheerleading, highly ranked. Uh, they continue to get better and better. They will be in competition Saturday morning at 11 o'clock at the region competition, but it's held at Houston County High School uh, from a uh, judge's standpoint, that's the best way to do it. So we'll travel down there for cheerleading early Saturday morning. Okay, so w from, from your perspective, what makes Pope unique among, among all the other Cobb schools? That's a great question. I think the community, uh, you know, you heard it a long time around here, family. I know we've heard that word on other uh, podcasts. Other ADs have mentioned that. And I think the, 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 the district, the Pope district lines, being a little bit smaller, a little bit packed between two other high-performing schools. Um, the community in general, we have a, uh, a community that expects high, high performance, right? They do, our parents, they have to perform at a high level on a daily basis in the jobs that they have. Um, and that trickles down to our student, students, the student athletes. They have high expectations of themselves and their future. Uh, they want to go to some top-notch universities and have – uh, great jobs when they um, graduate from college, and, and and that just trickles down to an early age, and we see it here at Pope, and the the level of excellence that is demanded around here is is unique. It is uh, very high. It's not impossible. The standards are not impossible, but they're up there, right? And 
that's what makes coming to Pope every day, driving into this community every day, such an exciting uh, thing for me because I know there's expectations on me as the leader of our athletic department, uh, being a leader in our community. Those expectations are, are tough to meet. So it's a challenge, and I think we all like challenges, right? And that's a, that's the challenge that I enjoy every day is to reach that level of excellence that is expected uh, from our teachers, our students, our student athletes, and our people in our community. And then, as as a baseball guy, what what are what are some of the other sports that you've that you've grown to love um, and and appreciate more in your role as athletic director? Being a baseball guy. Uh, our baseball team's been in the state championship numerous times. Um, that's hard to beat because it's the last sport of the year. Mm-hmm. Being in that state championship game, I have told my wife that it's kind of a reward for me as an athletic director uh, from our baseball program to put us in that um, in that uh, championship series so many times. Uh, it's kind of a like an annual reward uh, that I don't take for granted. But um, to get back to your question. You know, in the South, there's probably nothing like a Friday night uh, football. It's just it's the most people, the most most athletes, and most groups participating at once. Uh, so there's probably nothing like that. Um, but I, but I'm not gonna say that's necessarily my favorite. There's I don't know if I have a favorite. The two I'll share that I really get my juices flowing. Uh, volleyball. We just talked about it. The the, the intensity and the rally scoring. The athleticism on the on the court there is just hard to match. Some the, the things some of those girls do and the balls that they get to is just incredible. So watching that, the fast pace of it is really fun to uh, to watch. But uh, up there on my list is cross country. Um, two two sports we've talked about. I'm not saying that just because it's this week. Um, I've thought about it every time I've listened to the other guys on the podcast. Waking up on a fall Saturday morning after a long Friday night. And going to watch our kids compete at cross country and um, just watching what our coaches do. They, they, they actually coach that sport. Uh, there's strategy. There's discussions. There's uh, data collection, right, analytics. So uh, there, there's a lot going on with our coaching staff to get our kids to compete at the highest level that we've been able to compete. And we've been lucky enough to win it a few times since I've been here. And uh, watching the coaches achieve that is, is amazing. But getting up and doing that on a Saturday morning after a long Friday night and watching those compete, those kids compete so early, it just keeps those juices flowing for, the, for me, the AD, because, uh, you know, you, you can sleep in on Saturday and just kind of uh, have a blah day. But, man, those cross-country kids get you going. And seeing them compete at that high level, those races are over really, really quick. It's a team game because the points add up. So it kind of encapsulates everything – um, that athletics is about, um, and there's a lot of sacrifice to be made there. So I, I love it. I love volleyball cross country, but but I'm not going to say they're any they're watching those kids compete is any more favorable than other kids. I mean, because the best part of this job is going to events, whether they're right there, right outside my office door in the gym, right out there at the football field, or at the swimming pool, or a, an obscure trail where the cross country kids go. Watching kids and coaches compete is the best part of the job. I mean, it's it's an easy job because you just go stand and watch, and 
you know, try to help out and serve when you can, but they're, they're doing all the work. They're achieving all the success, and it's fun to just be a part of it here at Pope. What are some of the people or, or uh, some of the, the jobs that, are, that, that you'd really like to highlight that are going on behind the scenes here that, that, that make things happen that, that, that the average spectator wouldn't know about? You know, one that hits me right off the top of my head because it's Monday and we just hosted a football game on Friday, uh, we have an outside custodian. His name's Steven. He's fairly new to us. He worked all day Friday blowing and picking up trash, cleaning bathrooms. He brings his daughter to the game. She's able to hang out with our uh, coaches' families and teacher families in the end zone. He's basically on the clock the whole game because who that who's gonna who who are we gonna call when the trash needs to be emptied or the bathrooms need to be checked? Steven worked all. I mean, he probably had a 12, 14 hour day last Friday. Um, I'd be remiss not to mention the booster clubs and parents. Just uh, said this in an email this morning. Volunteerism is a huge piece of the foundation of high school and education-based athletics. We forget that. Sometimes uh, we'd rather just stroke a check and not have to serve in a concession stand or be a parking volunteer or a PA announcer or a chain game member. Um, and I'm just focusing on football. I apologize to all the other sports, the the baseballs and softball. I just saw an email from our softball coach. Once again, they just got back from spending four or five days in Columbus uh, hotels. They had to have meals. They had to have laundry done. All that was orchestrated and, and followed through by parents. Uh, so our booster clubs here are vital. They're they're uh, they're they're very healthy. And our parents, man, they do so much, but they do it working within the vision set forth by the coach and by our athletic department and by, by the school itself. Uh, it's not a bunch of people going rogue, doing whatever they want. They know what we prefer and how we prefer it based on the coach's vision. And, man, it's amazing to watch them sacrifice financially, sacrifice their time, sacrifice their, their, their notoriety, sacrifice their comfort. You know, a lot of times they're missing the last part of the game because they've got to go get, get the post-game meal ready and all that. So – um, I would say, you know, our custodians, they don't get a lot of recognition for what they do. Our parents definitely deserve it. Uh, hopefully I've highlighted our coaches. I mean, they're, they're just phenomenal. The, the time that they put into chasing greatness is, is just immeasurable. So, you know, those are the folks. Um, the, the one I would have to finish with, the, the person that uh, I think um, does a lot that, you know, I try to always recognize is my wife. Um, so I'd say all the coaches' wives as well. Those are the feet, you know, in, on Friday night, you'll see a lot of them sitting in the end zone. We try to create an atmosphere where they can come and be comfortable um, and be a part of a, a fraternity, a sorority there, whatever word you want to use. And my wife's a part of that. Um, but Saturday, she spent all day Saturday in the car with me going to Columbus and Jonesboro, and she may do the same thing this week. So it's a, it's a fun life we live. Uh, we're blessed that God called us to do this. And um, but but we're also blessed that he called a lot of other people that I mentioned, and I've left plenty of them out uh, to to do it alongside of us. So it's a, it's a great place. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to make sure you want to highlight about about either the facilities, the programs, you know, anything going on here at at Pope? No, I, I can't say enough. Just how much I appreciate the people here at Pope. Appreciate what you do, what you're doing. I mean, I love listening to the other athletic directors, love learning from my colleagues and hearing the excitement around Cobb County. Cobb County is a great place, right? Um, and athletically, it is an amazing place. Yeah, we've got some great things happening here at Pope, but they're happening all over our county. Uh, and I've heard Don talk about a lot, especially with the NIL just rolled in, 
hey, we can have athletes secure NIL deals across every sport, not just the big boy sports, every sport, because we have such great talent in Cobb County, um, but, but we also have such great kids in Cobb County, uh, especially here at Pope. I mean, I just love it. Um, we talk about there's a, there's a hashtag, Henbury Road Grown, and uh, we've got a kid in the World Series right now, um, and it's just fun watching our kids go and achieve success and greatness outside of Cobb County. Um, and it's fun telling my friends, hey, that kid's from Pope, or maybe that kid's from North Cobb, that kid's from Cobb County. So it's a, it, there's a lot of pride of being an athletic director, uh, a leader in athletics in Cobb County and in, in the Cobb County School District. So I, I appreciate the opportunity I have here and I've had it for a long time and hopefully um, I get to, get to continue it for a long, long time. Pope High School Athletic Director Josh Matthews, thank you so much. Thank you, appreciate it. That's going to do it for this episode, but as we've already said, there's a ton of big games happening this weekend, so get out there and support your favorite teams. Make sure to subscribe to the Cobb Sports Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Cobb Sports and click follow to make sure you don't miss an episode. You can also catch up on any you may have missed. Also remember to check out the website at cobbsports.org to read up on other events and happenings around the district. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you right here next week on the Cobb Sports Podcast.